Michael. Yeah. Game on the line. Who would take the last shot? Me. That's a dumb question. Me. Yes, thank you for kicking my ass. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. You can show me anything you want. There's no way you can convince me he wasn't an asshole. Boom, uh, click and go back this way. Boom, here, here. Click and go that way. Boom, that way. Click here and go back this way. Y'all gave us the run for our money. Yeah. But me being compared to him, I, I took offense to that. I eat the pizza. All by myself, nobody else eats. Eat the pizza. That was the, that, and then, you know, we have some of the, the beginning of the micro, Michael propaganda. Uh, you have the Air Jordans, uh, which it really fucked me up because Jordan 1s are my favorite shoes of all time. Uh, me and Mike, we've talked about getting uh, some Jordan 1s for Robert's wedding when we go do that. <laughs> like, because, like, I, I love Jordan 1s. I love the design of it. But they, they hear Mike talk about, like, how his shoes were bleeding when he, like, when he was wearing his Jordan 1s, like... Ringing endorsement. Yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, I was like, shit, man. Um, however, I went and bought those midnight pair of Jordan 1s. The ones that came out during the stock because they were dope. And I love Jordan 1s. Uh, then we also have, like, like I said, we have the Scott Burrell stuff. Uh, but... In episode six, we start getting into a list of stuff that comes out. Uh, first, in this, in like the episode six, they kind of bring it like it came out in like '92, but like this book was being written in '91. It's a book me and Mike have been reading uh, by Sam Smith called "The Jordan Rules." Uh, the full name is "The Jordan Rules: Inside a Turbulent Season with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls," and it's a whole book of of Horace Grant talking shit about. Horace Grant, Horace Grant, and uh, and um, and Phil, and Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson talking shit about Michael Jordan. Um, uh, basically spilling all tea on how much of an asshole he is. Yeah, like that book is meaner to Michael Jordan than his documentary. Like even like the stuff where people were like, "Oh, he's kind of an asshole." Like that book, it was like, no, Michael Jordan was an unrepentant. Asshole. Yeah, he was a tyrant. Yeah, which uh, it's not great. Um. He and then, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. He he, some specifics. He tells people not to throw to Bill Cartwright. Um, says don't throw it to him. He won't catch the fucking ball. And then I think Bill Cartwright threatened to like, he threatened to break his legs essentially, saying if you tell people that again, uh, you'll never play basketball. I was like, mm, okay then, but you still suck. He still gave him shit. Um, he gave yeah. Horace Grant endless amounts of shit. He didn't b- believe in Pippen. He would frequently just freelance on offense. He would. Golf for like thirty six hours or thirty six holes before practice or before a game, just screwing off on like he he if this shit had happened today he'd be getting killed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If this was LeBron, we would have killed him. Or we'd maybe love him. I don't know. It might be hilarious. It's still I still find it somewhat hilarious um, in a perverse kind of sense. Yeah, like like doing the the again the LeBron comparisons. Like LeBron is a damn saint compared to Jordan. 
Like, the, the, the amount of, like, black light being shined on LeBron, like, there's, like, very little. And he shined on Jordan, and it's like, alright, you got the gambling, you got the... He's being a dick to everyone and threatening people. The the constant goofing off and, you know, the, the rocky marriage. Which this episode this this episode doesn't go into like his marriages or or his his marriage right. his kids his um reported infidelities apparently too um yes which I was like huh you know that I can't recall a single mention of him be like being married throughout the documentary apparently it's like a throwaway line that I missed but uh, yeah divor- divorce in the early two thousands damn with his, with, his, with his first wife and then LeBron's still with his high school sweetheart uh-huh. right. I, and he's I, he's a he's a great dad. How he's do people like, hate this man? Because I don't get it. because uh, and I had an argument with my my friend. Besides the obvious, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. I had an argument with my friend because we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, and he brought up LeBron thing. Granted, this guy is a year younger than I. So we we're talking right. about LeBron thing. Um, and to be completely fair, my my buddy is way more into tennis than is basketball. And he was talking about like, well. LeBron's, there's no way LeBron could be a better basketball player than Jordan. I was like, well, it's it's, a, it's such a really loaded thing because what's a better basketball right. player? Like, if I was building my team, I love Michael Jordan. And watch this documentary, I think it would be a, a trouble to get past Jordan. But my building block is LeBron all the time because I, I need someone who can make the best play. And I could get scorers like that aren't as great as Jordan, but I could get scorers that can score the basket and I don't have to worry about it, right? Um, but he was like, you know, he was bringing this thing. He's like, well, Jordan stayed with the same team. I was like, Jordan quit. Like we, we all yeah. want to pass that Jordan quit. And like, honestly, if the, if the Cavaliers had, you know, built a team that had a, like a top 50 player on it and then other great players. Cause again, like we said, uh, Armstrong wasn't a slouch. Um, Horace. Cartwright, Cartwright wasn't a slouch. Horace wasn't a slouch. They had a great team around them. Like, if those Cleveland teams had anything like that, LeBron wouldn't have left either. But he left. Okay, he left. But Jordan quit twice. And also, like, he was like, well, he's like, well, Jordan learned how to pass the ball. This is what I was like, we can't have this conversation where he's like, well, LeBron doesn't, like, LeBron, LeBron wouldn't have passed the ball. I was like, that's what people hate him for. That's the thing people hate him for is that he does Pass the ball. He's a facilitator. He'll make the best basketball player instead of making it about himself. It's everyone projects onto LeBron. And I think that's the biggest problem why people hate LeBron. Because everyone projects all this stuff that LeBron does because it's a new era and he's a younger dude. So we don't hold him in the same esteem as we do Michael Jordan. Yeah, we, 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 Jordan didn't have anyone to compare to besides himself and like. Magic and Bird. Like, Bird and Magic were not to his level. LeBron is closer to Jordan's level, and that's, that's like, Jordan got over those people. LeBron will never get over Jordan because of nostalgia. Yeah. It, that, I think, literally, and that's the thing that gets frustrating, because everybody's like, well, it disqualifies uh, LeBron from the conversation. You were never going to have a conversation. LeBron, to me, has had a different route than Michael Jordan, because Ever since LeBron was a rookie, he was supposed to be the best player on the planet. Mm-hmm. Right. And he lived up to it. That's the thing that's wild to me. He had the biggest ex- like like expectation put on him. Kobe didn't. Kobe was an 18th round, like an 18th pick. 
Kobe wasn't supposed to be Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan wasn't supposed to be Michael Jordan. LeBron James had to be LeBron James. Yeah. And I think it's unfair because we would have never, there's no way in the world he could have won six championships. They still would have been like, but he's not Michael Jordan. And I get it. And it's fair. Like, like who you like, but don't come with me like, oh, this, this is what disqualified LeBron James because you would have never let him get there anyway. Yeah. And, and who did Kobe have? Who did Kobe have when he won? Jackson and Shaq. And then, yeah. he, and then he realized that he couldn't do it like by himself. He still needed another, another star player. And then that's why they got Pau Gasol. And then they even right. had like an old Metal World piece and a young Andrew Bynum. Um, yeah. it, very good point about how like LeBron has had this expectation on him. Uh, there was, they tried to crown multiple, the next Michael Jordans um, after Jordan. It, it was Kobe, it was Vince Carter, it was Trace McGrady. None of whom. Grant Hill. Grant Hill, yeah. None of whom yeah. measured up to that in the slightest. Set this dude, um, except for Bron. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, to me, it's wild. But we can never have that conversation because I, I, it's. We can't have it mm-hmm. because the people still want to put. I hate, I hate to do the yeah. argument now that he's tragically passed away, but people still try to put Kobe in the top two, and I'm like, y'all need to stop this. He's not. <laughs> he's not. I like I said. I in, in doing the show, I've understood, and 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 there's been Kobe stuff that's like, I'm like, okay, the guy gets it, right? Like I loved, I fell in love with Kobe after he retired. Yeah, me too, because, actually. <laughs> because like, so the difference between Kobe and 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 Jordan, like when Jordan retired. Jordan still had to feel the need to be Jordan, right? He felt like this competition was there. When when Kobe retired, Kobe was like, no, I get it. I have kids. I want my daughter to be as good as I am. And I actually love basketball. And I get to show you guys who I am. Like, like retired Kobe, like that was the Kobe Bryant I've wanted to grow up with and fall in love with. Like, this guy is great. Like, this was a guy who was reflective, the guy who paid reverence to, you know, other players. Like that was the Kobe Bryant I always wanted. And we got him, unfortunately, at the end of his life. And it's and that's that's the thing that sucks. because uh, like even like the the Jalen Rose commercial that they did for Jalen Rose's show. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like <laughs> he's like, Oh, he's like, Oh, I'll pay eighty one. And I was like, that's like like that's the stuff. Like I yes, like Play into it. Like, that was really great. And I think... I'm sorry, go ahead. That commercial, like, they just... It's so well shot and very well acted for what it is. Like, they just look at each other. Kobe just looks at Jalen. Very blank face, but just enough of... You know what I'm talking about. You Just to remind him. It's the kind of self-awareness that Mike never had and still doesn't have. Right. And and Jordan could ne- just can't turn it off. He can't be... Kobe found some some... He found fulfillment in other things besides basketball. He found it in his family. Right. Um, to right. Put all his effort into being like a family man and to like being this kind of like a businessman outside of basketball a little bit. Whereas Jordan, I don't know why he he just doesn't have that. Well, and I, I think in, we're getting to the point where like Jordan lost his dad. I think I think he didn't know how to be the same kind of dad his dad was. Right and. Again, so Kobe is a little bit is a, a little bit more in the LeBron mold, where these were guys who had to think about being a professional since they were 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kobe, obviously, again, he wasn't a number one draft pick, but Kobe was highly touted. Like Kobe was a big deal out of high school, 
Um, and these were guys who had to learn how to move maneuver. And, you know, these were guys who were able to look past, okay, basketball's here, but where did I go, right? Like, I get why Kobe stands. Like, I think the big thing was I understand Kobe stands now because I really wish Michael Jordan had a little bit more of that Kobe with him or Kobe in him because if Michael Jordan would have been reflective, like this doc one would have came out years ago, but two, it would have, it, to me, it would have justified it make sense. Like Kobe having this same drive justifies it makes sense. Right. Like I was like, Oh, I understand that. Yeah, and Kobe, um, I think it's this episode. Um, they go over it. Um, he talks about how he hates all, all the arguments to, about, between his fans and Jordan fans and stuff like that, because he's like, you don't get me without Michael. Uh, you, I don't win five championships without his influence. Like in the, and it speaks to a greater fact that in basketball, one legend begets the other. Right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we get to that uh, all-star game. Like I said, this is Kobe kind of coming in doing the whole Kobe thing. Uh, but um, yeah, so like I said, we, we deal with Michael Jordan, um, his gambling, and then the the second of Michael Jordan just like uh, taking a slight. Charles Barkley, who for all intents and purposes is a good friend of Michael Jordan, wins the MVP. Now, the MVP does not go to the best basketball player in basketball. It goes to the most valuable player on their team. Arguably... Charles Barkley was the most valuable player to his team. However, Jordan took that as a slight and decided <laughs> to beat the shit out of the Suns. Like it's so, like it's so unfair for the Suns, but I understand. And I'm speaking of uh, Barkley, real quick. On the opposite end of the insane spectrum is Barkley, who's just the like arguably like the most self-aware dude. Just knows ex- yes. super comfortable in his own skin. Knows exactly who he is. Um. And then they're they're playing each other, and I hope this reminds Pete or this. this I've been watching. It. I was watching the Suns Bulls um, finals last week. Mm. Um, oh, Chuck was so good. Yo, he's six six or six five. He's my height. <laughs> playing power forward, dropping twenty five and, and, and thirteen the, a game, and and doing and it in various level. ways, like so many. Older players would have been better served in this era. Man, he'd have been even more so served. Um, uh, and now they're not friends anymore for not, not for reasons that are in the documentary because this happened more recently. Um, yep. uh, speaks to again yep. Jordan's assholery. Uh, go ahead, Robert. No, it's just Barkley. When I look at Barkley, I just look like like what if Jordan just stopped caring about his image? Yeah, kind of kind of situation. Like Chuck. Was like I'm not a role model. He literally said, yep. "I don't give a shit about being a role model. I'm just me." He threw a dude through a fucking window. I was like, "Yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> I don't care. He deserved it. I'll do it again." Uh, That's why he's my okay. goat. Actually, fuck everybody else. <laughs> hey, look, you you ain't gonna get me to say anything bad about someone who went to Auburn. Now, Charles Barkley is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. He's a great. He's great. He does good things. All he does is win. Uh, Michael Jordan, he was just a hater. <laughs> he just listens. He listens to all of his uh, yes men. That's why we're not friends anymore. Oh, uh, Charles, thank you for coming but, on to the show. Um, can you tell me what do you think of Shaq? Oh, uh, Shaq, Shaq's a bum. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq was lucky that Kobe dragged him to two, uh, to three NBA Finals. I would have, if Shaq would have played with anybody else, he would have never won nothing. 
That's that's how I feel about it. I ain't played with no superstar. Who was my best player? Dan Marley? Look, what was I going to do with that? <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Thank you so much. Um, Oh, my God. You know, it's funny you bring up Dan Marley because uh, Jordan hated him, too. You know why? Because Jerry Krause oh, liked was him. Was it because Jerry Krause liked yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like Jerry, like, Jerry Krause says, I like this player, MJ. Yeah, so fuck that dude. <laughs> Jerry Krause. Oh, hey, did you uh, see this kid? Uh, his name was uh, uh, T-Mac. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was playing college. Oh, really? Uh, when does he get into the league? What game? Okay. <laughs> I, I got him. I'll guard him. Thank you. I'm really glad Jordan was a basketball player because he'd have been a fucking serial killer if not. <laughs> uh, imagine if he did play... And this, so we we talk we talk about and going into episode four we talk about him going to baseball. Imagine if he did move forward in baseball. Yo, how pissed would he would have been if Mark during the steroid era, like if he found out Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing steroids. Like instead of like Boz where he's like I'm going to do steroids too, he would have been like, oh they're going to do steroids. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to hit I'm going to hit five diggers off each one of their pitchers. Oh my because they. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Because you know his spite. Would have would have translated the base because again and they say in the documentary I don't think people say this enough he would have made the end he would have made major league baseball it, there was a lockout <laughs> it, it, yeah. it during that season yeah. that forced him to say that, that forced him to go back to baseball to go back to basketball yeah or basketball yeah sorry yeah they put it yeah. very well when they said it was a miracle that he hit two hundred because he stopped playing baseball at seventeen and focused all on basketball so and then he came to play with other actual professional baseball players like. Oh wait, there was something there. Like if he had, and it was Terry Francona, his manager at the time, who said if he had gotten fifteen hundred at bats, he would have gotten to the majors. He'd have been good enough to go to the majors and been a good player. When he was like thirty, and baseball players could play for a long time. It's like he would have. Yeah. He would have. He would have been still there and be still there he, in the two thousands. He would have. He would definitely would have been there in the two thousands. The closest approximation <laughs> in baseball to him is Barry Bonds, too. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, Griffey. No, I, I think Griffey. I, I like, mean, in terms of mentality, like the just psychotic, be, uh, psychotic mental edge. That's Bonds. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, think about it. They would have those two on the same team. Again, Bonds doesn't do. They had those two on the same team. Bonds doesn't do steroids, but they will hit every. They break every. They break every home run record. I guarantee. Yeah. That. If if they like make a pact to not do steroids, or if they both do steroids. Because if they both oh my God. if they both do steroids, they're both hitting seven hundred home runs. Michael and, Jordan with Michael Jordan with steroids cancel Christmas. <laughs> There's literally not a sport he can't play. I would have like I, I would honestly say I, I would have like five Giants championship banners in this apartment right now. Um, <laughs> I do want to go over real quick. It does so one of the most I, one of the best parts I think of the documentary is how they go over his process for joining baseball. He's he decides to do it like a year before, but he wants to, in classic MJ fashion, he only wants to stay to prove that he's better than Magic and Larry. Um, right. Just incredible. I respect it, to be honest. I wish I wanted to yeah. be as good at anything as Michael Jordan wanted to be good, as good at literally everything. Um, but he decides he wants to do it. And then his father is killed. Yes. They win the... Tragically murdered. Tragic, Tragically just, murdered. Yeah. Um who he calls, like, his rock, his friend. Um, he's the one who got him into baseball. I think part of the reason why he goes is, you know, kind of tribute to his dad. I don't, 
he he even says one hundred percent. He says in his going away press conference that you know I might come back to basketball. He needed that year, that eighteen months to just unplug. And being around, being in a baseball clubhouse is extremely different than a basketball clubhouse. Just different amount of well, people, different traveling. Especially, especially being in a minor league yeah. baseball clubhouse, like I'm. So I've I've been to Birmingham. Like I'm from Alabama, right? So like Birmingham is not Chicago. Not saying that Chicago is like this huge bustling metropolis. Like it's a big major market, right? But it's not Chicago. And the Birmingham Barons are not they're not even the Chicago White Sox, no. right? They're not even like so like that it felt and he said like, Hey, I didn't have to be Michael Jordan. I was just Mike. He was one of the guys. And I think Yeah, I think yeah, that was his biggest thing is like oh I It was like eat. a c- celebrity detoxing. Yeah. Just getting away from it all. Like he, it's interesting that he just couldn't accept this in basketball. He couldn't be one, just one of the guys. Maybe it was because he was just, he was so damn talented and he knew he was that talented. Whereas in baseball, he's like, he knew he wasn't the best player on the team. Um, but he wants to be. He, and then that's what drove him in, in basketball. Like he wasn't the best yeah. at first until he got the, to the beat. And, better and he was working his ass off in baseball, but like he was yeah. still just another dude who just happened to work uh, hard as hell. Um, with some more media attention. I found that to be the most humanizing aspect of Jordan. Um, he Implying that he really just craved this sense of belonging and that being this gigantic celebrity with the Bulls isolated him. Uh, but yeah, I found that to be the most humanizing thing about Jordan. Is cra- craving a sense of belonging is the most human thing I think possible. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jordan doesn't have that still. Like the shot... The documentary tries some ways to undercut Jordan's um, authority, I think, in shooting him isolated in his house with his whiskey and his cigars or just backlit against the the outdoors. I think it's three feet cigars, yeah. His fucking cigars, bruh. We got <laughs> talk- pretzel rod cigars. <laughs> if, jo- if Jordan is diagnosed with cancer, it's going to be the least surprising thing ever. Um, not he's just like, every, every time he's just chomping on, yeah, I just, you know, I... Uh, I and he was smoking cigars was so while great. playing. Can you imagine trying to like, like Dude, he, they were drinking beer. So I played sports. Mike, you played sports. Robert, yeah. you played sports. I could not imagine after a game, you know what I'm gonna go do? Drink a, a nice bloating beer. That that sounds super fun right now. Like this dude was just drinking fucking natty light after the <laughs> basketball game. Smoking that shit's basically water anyway. Yeah. I gotta make the obvious throw. This is my halftime cigar. Uh that's my that's my victory <laughs> cigar, and that over there, that was my pregame cigar. <laughs> Uh, can you throw that away, Scotty? Thank you. Yeah, what a weird God. motherfucker. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like I saw this joke on Twitter just like er- earlier today, where, where it's like someone tell Michael Jordan that coronavirus said it was better than him. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker would be in the lab <laughs> trying to find a goddamn cure. Yeah, have we thought about this though? Have we thought about sliding Jordan some textbooks on viruses and lab coat? Be like, yo, uh, <laughs> they said you can't do it. So <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard coronavirus say that it would drop fifty on you if it was an actual real person. <laughs> uh, I heard, I, I don't believe it. I heard um, Trump say that you, you couldn't figure this out if you put your mind to it, and that you were a poser. Oh, see, see, sorry, Republicans also buy shoes, uh, <laughs> and and he will not uh, use this as an opportunity to take a shot at Trump. No, I, I'm sorry. He, he would. He would, though, in that. He'd make an exception. And you know what? People would be like, well, you know, you talk shit about Michael Jordan. 
but yeah, it was like I said, it was so uh, it was so good. Uh, but yeah, so he goes plays he goes plays uh baseball, and like I said, this is where we finally see Scotty Pippen. I say blow it, um, because we have the thing, and Scotty. I'm sorry. Um, this isn't a gender take of you. I'm just going to use the word. Uh, Scotty was a little, being a little bitch about <laughs> it. Um, Scotty, like, oh, I couldn't take the shot. I wanted to be able to take the last shot. Like, dude, Tony Kukoc was doing it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not Jordan. You'll never be Jordan. Like, and then for him to say, like, now, I would have done it again. Like, what a selfish asshole. Well, so here's, yeah. I, like, here's the funny thing. He says, it's a thing I wish had never happened, but I wouldn't change anything about it. Like, what fucking what, bro? It's, uh, it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, Bill Cartwright said it. It's like, you were just being a, a, a selfish dick just to be a selfish Yeah, you quit on us. And to Scotty's credit, like, that was the year he was the man. Um, right. But he also, he... He even said it like I was not the one guy. I was the lead guy, but I was not the one guy. We were much more of a team. He averaged twenty-two points, eight point seven rebounds, five and a half assists. He was like third in MVP voting. But even then, without Michael there, he still didn't take more than eighteen shots. Um, not more than twenty-two points. He was not the guy, and Ku Coach was the better shooter. And they were gonna have him pass the ball because he was the best passer on the team. I think worse than assists. Yeah, I'm with you. He he bitched out a little bit. He, oh, yeah. he was being selfish, but you know it. Whatever, it's. I think and Scotty that helped hurt the next season when they're doing kind of terrible. Yeah, they, they 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 lost their footing. They were thirty and thirty two or something like that. Um, I think it's not wrong to admit that you were wrong. It's okay to admit contrition. Right. Um, yeah, but you know, pride is a hell of a thing. Um, it's. I still see where he's coming from. I don't. Tony Kukoc has been doing it all season. If Tony Kukoc wasn't doing it all season, I would understand. I see where he's... He had been doing it all season. Like, I see where he's coming from. I don't necessarily see... I don't think he's right, though. But, One of those, like, I get it, but I don't get it. I get it, but, like, you're still... Like, like that thought process needs to be like, no, but Kukoc is the better shooter. It's still a better play. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, we get to... Uh, the next season, like you said, there is a lockout, as baseball is wont to do. Because uh, Baseball Union does not fuck around with their owners. If they dislike something, they will fight about it. And Jerry Reinsdorf uh, was the one who, like, axed a plan to say uh, that would lead to, like, better pay for the players. He was like, no, we're not going to do that. So they had led the lockout. <laughs> that was... That. Do you think that was his goal, to get Jordan to come back? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I. you know, like... I, I, Which one helped Reinsdorf more? Reinsdorf is such a ruthless businessman. He probably looked at it and was like, okay, so do I make more money with Jordan on the Bulls or on the Birmingham Barons? He was still he was being still being paid his right in, in his original contract when he was playing for the satellite team yeah, in Birmingham. Because Reinsdorf could eat it. He's outrageously rich. Yeah. And it's great publicity for, for his tiny little team and also the White Sox. Like, don't get me wrong, if I if if I had LeBron on like if I'm the Lakers, right? And LeBron's like, hey, I want to quit to go play football, because he's talked about that a lot of times. Alright, cool. I'm gonna pay you the same amount. I will not cancel your contract. That way you will always play for me. Like it's it's one of the things I'm surprised that the fucking that the Patriots didn't do with Gronk. It's like, oh, you wanna go to Tampa? Okay, cool. 
we've been paying you, so we want something back from Tampa. They did get a draft pick or something. They got they got something. So Jordan comes back. He plays about seventeen yeah. games. He as forty five. Some as for, yeah, and then he switches to twenty three in the playoffs. He clearly doesn't have his legs under him. They let me go back to that um to that page. Uh, and by the way, throughout the season, like the Bulls are trying to get him to come back. Scotty is like, hey, dude, come back. He shows his shoes, the Jordan shoes that he's wearing. That was a great shot, yeah. Yeah, um, so through the 94-95 playoffs, they make the playoffs. They go through the the B.J. Armstrong Hornets. No, no, no. That's uh, Or Grant Raider. 98. That's, 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 oh, that's, that's 98. 98. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. BJ is still on the go, Bulls. Because BJ is still on the team, but they go through the Horace Grant Magic. Yes, they meet the Horace Grant Magic and lose in six. And Jordan gets back to work the next day. Next season comes along. And now this is the Vengeance Space season. Jam before, before next season, he starts shooting Space Jam, which I love. One of my favorite movies. It's terrible, like but that's okay. You're wrong. It's, You're... it's not terrible. It's, it's back in very, action is so better. It's a very fun movie. But it's, I understand why mm. you say it's terrible. Because the big point of frame is that Michael Jordan, as an actor, is terrible in that movie. Everybody else, I think, does a good job. Larry Bird's very funny. Muzzy Bogues, don't know why he doesn't do more acting stuff. Because he's hilarious in that movie. Obviously, Charles Barkley is the GOAT. And is so good. I'll never, I'll never mess with LeBron. I'll never mess with Madonna again. Like, Charles Barkley rules in that movie. But. Why, why is that movie like bad to some people? Was it because it was a bad written movie? No, it's written like it's written like every movie in the '90s. Or could it be that the star of the movie basically used it to scout other players in the league, so he knew what he was going up against next year? He basically used it to get back into basketball shape while also scouting those guys and. It's a 14-dimensional backgammon move that I just admire. It's so brilliant. And he got he did it all on Warner Brothers dime. Yeah. Uh, State-of-the-art facility. Get a bunch of people to do guest star slash play pickup games. It, oh. You know, this is an underrated um, part of the GOAT argument that people need to bring in more. Because mm-hmm. that's brilliant. It's not just the play. It's the scheming. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's insane but like you said it's it's absolutely like why not get the okay yeah i'm michael jordan hey best basketball player in the league right now do you want to play with michael jordan yes oh hey up and coming rookie who's in the league right now would you like to play with michael jordan yes like it makes all the sense of the world (laughs) you want to have a cameo go right ahead sure we'll fit you in and so it helped clearly because 95-96 95-96 season comes along. Jordan averages 30 points, 6.5 rebounds, 4 over 4 assists, and wins MVP. Again, his fourth MVP. Um, it's not and, enough. Huh? It's not enough. Not, Four is not enough. He, he still wants one he, in a 98. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get there eventually. Um, <laughs> and then they just... They, they, just, run, through that, they run through that playoff, they, right? They... Fuck people in the eyes in that Eastern Conference playoffs, man. They go, they 3-0 against the Heat, 4-1 against the Knicks, 4-0 against the Magic. Horace Grant gets said bye-bye to. And then they um they meet the glove and George Carl in the finals, uh, in the Supersonics. George Carl, the, the brilliant tactician who decided not to have the Defensive Player of the Year on 
Jordan the whole time. George, by the way, real quick, I'm about to fire some shots off about George Carl. Most overrated coach of all time. Not actually that good. Terrible with people. Way smarter than he, not nearly as smart as he thinks he is. There. Is he the Jerry? Is he the Jerry Cross of of coaches? Huh? The Jerry Cross. Is he the Jerry Cross of coaches? Yo, that's maybe. that's not even fair. Because like no. he, because like he is. There are good qualities of him, but also, fuck him. You know he. But he's really bad with he's really bad with people. Everybody hates him. Got, everybody hates it's him. Reason why he got, it's the reason why he got ran out of that uh, the Denver job. Like no one's a fan of George Carl. He came to Sacramento, and basically just ah, here's where it is. Basically, just this threw a grenade is. in the locker room. And said, "I right, I know I'm here and to try and coach a franchise player, but he sucks, and we should trade him, and I want Javale McGee instead." Y'all, what? You want what? There it is. Knew it's coming. Uh, but no, uh, George Carl. Uh, so some observations. One, uh, still to this day, Seattle SuperSonics. Best uniforms in basketball history. Uh, it's a shame that we let that team die. Because I love the uniforms. I just love it. A green and gold motif. Really great. Uh, man, it's really shame that we let that team die. Um, two. Yes, we want to say that Jordan would have, like, the glove would stop Jordan. He proved that. No, he wouldn't. And it led to my favorite uh, unherent joke of uh, Gary Payne talking about like he may have stopped Michael Jordan and then Michael Jordan laughing in his face about it the whole time another part of the myth though Jordan shot 36% when Gary Payton guarded him yeah but Ju- if Jordan would have found a way to I get was gonna say, if you want to argue that he would have figured it out eventually because he's Mike sure but like it's yeah. another thing to try um, do we want to talk about the beef that he has with George Carl now Oh, oh, the fabricated? Sure. It, was, it wasn't right fabricated, ahead. apparently. Like, Ahmad Rashad, I think, corroborated it. So, yeah. they're in a restaurant. George Carl's coming in the restaurant. Mike's already sitting. Mike's, like, trying to stand up, say, shake his hand or whatever. Carl doesn't do it. He just moves forward. Um, and then Jordan just says, I took offense to that. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> like, but the thing is, like, even if George Carl would have said, if George Carl would have said something, he would have took offense to it. He could have said, uh, "He would have found something." I hope you have yeah. a good game. And and Jordan was like, "Well, what does that mean?" So yeah, uh, I'll show him a good game. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was just sitting there and I was watching George came in. He was like, "Hey, Michael, try to escargot." And I was like, "Oh, is he calling me a snail?" Oh, I'm going to show him who the snail is. <laughs> Wait to game four. Uh, and they won but six. yeah, yeah, they they won in six. Uh, Could have won in five, but you know, you see Jordan. So and this is when oh. Jordan did the first breakdown. By the way, too. that's also the year they won seventy two games. <laughs> yeah. They were easily the best team. Uh but this was the year that you see Jordan had the breakdown. So he's you know, he's talking about, you know, going back to practice and all this other stuff. Because, uh, oh yeah, we, we skipped the we skipped the uh the best part about this, uh when we were talking about, you know, him coming back. He punched Steve Kerr in the eye. <laughs> he punched one of the nicest guys and my favorite basketball player on the Bulls, Steve Kerr, in the fucking eye because he's a fucking crybaby. And then, um, and then Steve Kerr, being the king that he is, punched him back. Well, no. So it here's how it started. It starts with Jordan fouling, fouling him hard. Yeah. yeah, Jordan fouling him hard, and then Steve Kerr 
pushing him like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Then Jordan punched him in the eye. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Jordan called and apologized because he understood. Don't fuck with Steve Kerr. He's a fucking goddamn <laughs> He was like, like, Phil had to call him like, dude, you can't punch, you can't punch your coworkers, man. Calm down. Um, but like, yeah, and, and Steve in the documentary, by the way, Steve Kerr is, um, is like a real, the best, a real he's the best interview in this whole thing. Just, I love how open he is. I love how just, um, how self-aware he is about the whole thing. I think this documentary proved like mm. you would never want to work with uh, Michael Jordan. Like we could we could enjoy Michael Jordan oh, yeah. from afar. And I see a lot of players like, oh, everybody's like, it's so hard to work with Michael Jordan. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like it's it's. I admire him from afar. I would never ever want to like work with him or talk to him. So they kind of just run rush out through that season. Um, what else do we want to talk about that season, or do we want to move on to the next one where they won a meager sixty nine games? Like, uh, well, real quick, real quick. Well, so this is the first time we see Jordan do the breakdown during the documentary. Oh right? yeah, he talked about like, so like like his reputation is like, oh, I wanted you know. Everyone says I'm so mean, blah, 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 blah. And you had the whole thing with Scott Burrell, where he's just, like, <laughs> giving him so much shit. Like, Scott, you can't stop me. Why don't you go guard, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, leave this guy alone, man. Um, but, like, you know, but he breaks down about it because he, and again, I get it. I don't agree with it. But his whole thing was, hey, I'm going to be out here, and I'm going to bust my ass, and I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I'm not going to do. So, and that's where he just, like, is, like, this is where my my goals are with that. Like, the, the, there's a difference between, like, wanting the best out of someone and expecting equal level of greatness from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just don't think he could find that difference. Or he didn't, he, he couldn't evaluate other players' talents, which speaks to how fucking terrible of an executive he's been <laughs> the past 20 years. His, the Hornets suck ass. He was terrible with the... Uh, Building a team with the Wizards, uh, he could he he didn't understand other players' limits or talents. Right. Mm-hmm. Is the reason why somebody like Bill Paxton or even like if LeBron goes into coaching will do better because where Michael Jordan understands the game of basketball uh, as a like, player, he understands it like from perfectly his perspective, not other people's. Right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so that's really all this season, uh, and then we go into the next two seasons. So these ones are kind of quick because the last two episodes. Um, but it talks about my least favorite place. Well, first of all, it starts with my least favorite player of all time, which is, of course, Reggie Miller. Uh, fucking sucks, and it's kind of leading into. It talks about in the '98 series of them uh, going up against uh, the Pist- against the Pacers and. And Reggie Miller getting better. And then it also talks about the year previously of them going into Utah. And my actual least favorite player, like Reggie Miller, I hate him because he's a dick to the to the uh to the Knicks. But if I was an Indiana Pacers fan, I'd be a million percent behind their, uh behind Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually hate Carl Malone. Oh Carl Malone sucks shit. Oh Carl Malone's a reprehensible human being. Like yeah. absolutely. He um, statutory rapist, which has been proven. Yes. This is not. This is not alleged. This has been proven, as well as deadbeat yeah, dad. He... Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Um. Nobody. Nobody can talk bad about his basketball. Well, I mean, never won, 
So I guess, but like he's one of the two or three greatest power forwards ever. But he's a reprehensible fucking person. So yeah, <laughs> that's why nobody like brings them up in the goat conversation because everybody hates him. Like he absolutely sucks shit. Oddly enough, these last two episodes were Jordan being the hero to me because he shut down both Indiana and uh, the Jazz, and led to my favorite photo of all time, which is Jordan and Jordan Bird hug each other, and it says. You bitch, fuck you. And I, I love it so much. And Larry's just laughing like, yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah. It's so great. But, I mean, he legitimately Bird should have loves- been saying that to him. Well, he loves Larry Bird. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's yeah. like, it, him and Larry and Magic, like, for these guys to be, like, the big three of the 80s, they all love each other so much. Like, we always get this shit. Again, I really hate it. It's like these older, older fans, like, oh, everyone in the NBA loves each other. It's like, Jordan, Magic, and Larry Bird loved each other like, like they were all brothers. Yeah, like they all came from the same house. Jordan's just pure hatred of his opponent doesn't apply to those guys, right? He loves them, like he would die for them, right? And there was a different dynamic because like Jordan was the up and comer, and like he was chasing after them. Yeah, compared to what it was in the nineties, where like. He was the king. I don't compared to everyone else who was great in the. 90s. I think he viewed them as aspirational. Like that's a very good point, Robert. Exactly. And he also, I don't think ever like in, took a took a slight from them. Like Larry was one of the greatest tra- trash talkers ever, but it was all on the court. Um, right. He never felt insulted by them. At least that's what I'm guessing. The documentary, unfortunately, doesn't really, really like kind of dive into that. That's another. Um, those are a couple of relationships I would have liked to have seen. Um, investigated more there's only so much in a 10-part document well no they gotta do more um more highlights yeah Yeah, um so where were we yeah he beats you he beats uh utah in 97 the first time yes the first time and then 98 comes along and he says that indiana gave him the most trouble out of any team in that decade which as a Knicks fan, how do you feel about that, T.L.? Well, the Knicks very famously, um, they were the house that Jordan built, unfortunately. He would go to the Knicks teams and just beat the crap out of the Knicks. Like, even if we got diff- uh, more physical, we, we, we would, he would just beat them. And those, like, those Indiana Pacers teams were loaded. Like, Chris Mullins, people sleep on Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins is another one of those guys that just, like, like Adrian Dantley and Tony Kukoc, like, are not as beloved, but Chris Mullins was so cold, and he could shoot from anywhere. Mike, I should, I, well, he was a wizard. He was a he was a Golden State wizard, so I'm pretty sure oh, you don't have a Golden State warrior. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, warrior. Hold, like, hold on a second. Uh, no, yeah, he was a uh, Golden State warrior. He was near yeah. the end of his career in Indiana, but he was still solid. Um, but, yeah. yeah, no, he was ice fucking cold uh, in Golden State. And they had, like, they, they had Mark Jackson. They had Rick Smith. They did have some pretty decent players, but they really lacked like that top level scorer aside from Reggie. Who even then, right. you know, Reggie Miller, five time shit, five time All Star, three time NBA. Uh, I just look at it and I'm just like, is that really a Hall of Famer? Is it? Was he ever the best shooting guard in the game? No. No. Uh, was he a good look, Reggie Miller? Reggie Miller was he was the Steph Curry of his of his era. He was a really good shooter, uh, and he talked a lot of shit. But he also sucks shit, and I hate him. Jalen Rose is the only Indiana Pacer I love 
They love Jalen Rose. Oh, they had a young Jalen uh, on that team too, who didn't play enough in that final game. Uh, yes, the free free Jalen, which is free Jalen. What? Like, I'm not even throwing shade at Jalen Rose. I love Jalen Rose. Like, I love Jalen Rose. Same haircut, like, of my heart. Same lineup and haircut that he uh, that he's got now as he did then. No, this was bald Jalen. Oh, that's oh. Remember, like when he was at when he was when he was at Michigan. He had like the his grill was you know doing the thing it does, and he had like his hair his he it was bald he didn't grow his hair out until later. That's right. So I don't know if he's using that uh that uh that cheater sheen as some some people do. The old LeBron uh, uh, the LeBron method. That shoe polish. Yep. Because uh, all of a sudden his hair became his <laughs> his hairline became really great. The Carlos Boozer. Uh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so no, it was, um, so, you know, they beat them and then they beat the Jazz. And so, so here's my question. And Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to pose this question to you because I'm pretty sure you have seen this before. This is a, a basketball hot, hot button question. Oh yeah. I think I know where you're going. Was it a push off? Robert, you first. Um, there was momentum. There was momentum, but there's there's always that um, opening where it's just like, yeah, like Jordan had the intent, the the intention, like you 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 mime like 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 you 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 making it look like like this is the same thing with, with like linemen, where like they're always holding, they're like offensive linemen are always holding, but it's just a matter of like disguising it in a way that that you're not that you're actually blocking and not you know like digging your your fingers into. Into into the padding of the man that you're grabbing. So yeah, like I I I totally say like he was pushing off like probably not that much because Jordan was smart. He knew that 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 he like you just make 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 a juke and uh, make a shot. So there's a little push off. Mike, no, Allie was a push off. Mm. All basically built on what Robert said. He's he barely touched him. He had his hand on him a little bit, but having your hand on dude is not the same as pushing off. Mm. That is true. Russell, if you look at that play, Jordan is very controlled. He's already blowing by Russell. He's about to get by. He he could have just gone to the hoop. Russell is like sprinting to catch up with him. Jordan stops on a dime. Russell's feet are out of whack, and then he stops. And Jordan does that cross. Um, Jordan steps back. There's also an angle where you can see Jordan's arm come off of his sh- shorts, uh, come off of Russell's shorts, far before like pushing off would have like any real momentum. So I don't think it's a real push off. I think if it touched him, it was negligible. I think Russell was screwed anyway. I think he no. pushed off. It, here's here's my argument to it. I agree. It is an edge case, like in, yeah. in my eyes. Like I can see it both ways, but like it's. Just, just knowing, like as a player, and just, just playing in, in playing sports, like, like there's always ways you can find find your way to weasel right. around the system. Legally. Russell, Russell did have momentum, so he was definitely going runway. And honestly, I don't know if he would have recovered, but Jordan has full extension of his arm. Like he has full extension of his other arm on the push, and then when he pulls off, Russell's still going. I don't think it was a massive push, 
I don't think it's something that you would have called the foul for, but he absolutely played. And, and I think that's the important part is like, is it really worth calling a foul for? Because Jordan has so much space. Is it really enough for Russell to get back? Um, I don't. You're desperate. Yeah, I don't think so. You, you got to try something. That's a, that's why you have people yelling at the refs all the yeah. time, and it does work. And but Utah fans are still gonna be mad about it. Well, Utah well, fans. Utah. Okay, let's get to the pizza. Oh let's yeah. Get to the pizza. <laughs> Because we, 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 I hot passed that. Do we buy uh, the story that five dudes showed up and delivered Michael a pizza of death? Yes. It's Utah fans. So Utah fans, like, this is what Russ <laughs> has been saying. This is what Russ has been saying. This is what um, everyone has been saying about those Utah fans, like, forever. It just now proves it. They're trash. They're <laughs> trash city. They should give the Utah Jazz to Seattle, bring back to Seattle Supersonics. And never give Utah anything ever again. I stand by that. They're racist. Did you see that Karen that they put in the uh, in the documentary? Dog, so He's many Karens. So many Karens <laughs> like, in there. Look, I get it's Utah. I've never seen that many white people at a basketball game. And yo, Indiana used to be the white basketball haven. It, it ain't got nothing on Utah. I buy it too. Uh, Robert, real quick. Sorry. Do you buy this story? Five guys showing up with pizza, like ah, that's an uh, that's a very pinpointed number to give to, to add to your story. So like, I believe it. I'm sure people were curious. Is this like, is that Michael? Yeah, is that Michael? Or is he eating the pizza? And that's is, is, is why it? I believe it. Because like, yo, this is where the Bulls yeah. are staying. It, maybe oh, maybe yeah. it's a, maybe it's a player. Maybe it's Michael Jordan. So and and it was late at night. Steve Kerr ha- had to disguise his name as Austin Powers <laughs> in that season. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Again, Steve Kerr is the king. <laughs> Steve Kerr is the king. Oh. <laughs> um, like, uh, there was another player who, who, who like, uh, disguised his name as, oh, gosh, uh, uh, one of the Jeffersons. Jeffersons, yeah. 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 yeah, okay, sure so has, yeah. I, I don't forgot the, the character's name, but yeah, I believe it. Um, the thing that's sketchy to me is the pizza. Like, why is. It could have been just just a bit of bad pizza. Like we've all had bad food together. I don't think it's necessarily. Oh yeah. It didn't. It didn't have to be like malicious. Um, and like Robert, you you joked that like, well, maybe if you hadn't eaten a whole pizza. It's a whole I don't, pizza. It, he didn't. I don't think he I, ate a whole pizza. He didn't say a whole pizza. He just said he only I ate the pizza. No one else ate the pizza. Which I love how he put that. He put it in such grim terms. By the way, I <laughs> ate the, I ate the pizza. I, I, this is mine. The, Fuck all you. No one else ate the pizza. <laughs> I I saw the bodies. No one else saw the bodies. Uh, <laughs> and I just love that now it's been well. He confirms that it calls it food poisoning. Game. There's still yeah. Utah like um, hotel workers that said no. He sounded he's he seemed hungover. Um, we'll probably never get the real truth. I I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah put rat poison in that pizza. And that's fine. Uh, I would believe uh, either. I would more honestly believe Jordan was hungover, even though I could I think see that he was given like shitty pizza. I guess I'm like, real shitty. Pizza. I guess I'm. Con- that was, that was, I guess I'm contradicting myself just because I'm thinking about it more. And like, what's more likely, Michael Jordan eating a pizza by himself with friends, looking at him, <laughs> or just getting drunk and hungover? It could have been a combination of the two. Maybe he just got way too drunk and ate the pizza. I, I want my whole posse to, to watch me eat this one pizza that they, no one can have. <laughs> so I saw, so I ordered this pizza and I saw Scott Varell. He, he had a calzone in this room. And I was like, 
I made this whole damn pizza because fuck Scott. <laughs> so I took it personal. <laughs> uh, and then he still went uh, out and won. Yeah, so on. Um, Man's a fucking competitive lumming. Does, you, you tell him to do something, like he just is like, yeah, I'll do it. It's but better. It's still impressive whether he's got the flu, got food poisoning, or he's hungover. Because I don't know about y'all, if I'm oh, yeah. hungover anymore and I'm almost 28, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah, I think I'm the same age as he was like that last run. And he, or he might be a little bit older. Yeah, there's no way. If I'm hungover, I'm done for the day. He went out and dropped not like here. 30 in the finals. <laughs> yeah. Don't you wish? I wish I was as good. I wish I was as good. We all do. I, uh, I, I eat like most of a pizza, and I have to, I, I have to take a tums right afterwards. It's like, oh, my stomach's a little weird. I I feel like I'm I might like like something's gonna go back u- upstairs soon. Nothing like, like sports I, I, I gotta, to remind us it. that we're old and washed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I keep hearing about it's like, oh, it's about time for LeBron to retire, and his kids are gonna be in the, the same year. I was like, LeBron. Re- 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 Got out of high school the year before me. How old am I? Every time I watch the NFL draft, I'm like, no, no, no. Stop saying their ages. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, oh it's worse I, than the NBA. Yes, it is worse than the NBA. I just love the fact that Joe Burrow uh, is 23 years old. He, was, he's, he is older than the current NFL MVP, who just turned oh. 21. Lamar Jackson. How's your life? Like wow. that is like, uh, what? Um, which is great. Uh, also great. My brother who graduates, who graduates Alabama, um, uh, in the fall, or in the summer, or in the fall, in the winter. Uh, he uh played basketball with someone who played basketball with John Morant at Murray State. So that's also a thing where I'm like, huh, this is all crazy. Um. Jordan retired at 27 the first time. I'm about to turn 27 this year. Forget that you're younger than and then, me. <laughs> and then he's he's going to be what? He, he retired at 33 the second time? 35. 35. Jesus. Oh, 35? Yeah. Yep. I'm almost, I'm almost that age, baby. Man, I thought Jordan was, was less like, once he hit like 98, 98 years, it's like, oh, he's like 39. No, or man, like he, he was 38 and 39 when he played Damn. with Washington. He he had probably another a couple good another couple good years. Another five years, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why breaking up the team, which I guess we'll get into it now. Um, yeah. Krause, so there's an unpublished memoir of Jerry Krause's that's going around the internet. And he, he's dead, right? Yes. He, by yes. the way, the, okay. fucking, <laughs> the fucking documentary goes the whole time without mentioning that he's fucking dead. And he can't, yeah. and he can't defend himself. <laughs> um, one, last, one last shot in Jerry Cross's eye. What Jordan did. One just pissing on his grave constantly. <laughs> um, but Krause, he actually, has, honestly, he had some good reasons. Um, no center, no power forward, very little cap space. Scottie Pippen, he felt was going to be washed up because he just had, he's had, he had multiple surgeries at that point on his back. Um, he felt like they would have a very thin team around Jordan, uh, which honestly true. The oh, thing yeah. is that Reinsdorf yeah. could have opened his fucking pocketbook to go to maybe go over the cap to get some more help. Um, or, or, Go do the sign trade with Orlando, like. Oh, and just well, that was available before the season, I think. 
I know that's what that's what I'm saying. You do that before the season. You you don't want to pay Pippen anyway. He's already holding out and getting a surgery late. You trade Pippen to Orlando, and you go get Shaq. Oh, Shaq! Because the available trade was um, T Mac. Yeah. No, you go get Shaq. No, because T Mac was still in Toronto yeah. when they were going to trade him. I thought you were going to. I'm talking. No, I'm saying you go get Shaq. Shaq ended up in LA f- for what? For less? Like you could have, you could have been like, "Hey, Shaq, you will be the next guy," and Shaq would have still been on that rookie deal. You would have to pay him the year after. Jordan would have retired in '99, uh, or, or in the after the lockout, after the short lockout season, and you built that team around Shaq. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's that's the ticket right there. Not a bad idea because the the proposal to trade Pippen for Tracy McGrady. I don't think they won a title that year. I don't think T Mac is ready at that point. No, but uh, Shaq, who's been in the in the finals before, and this is ninety nine two thousand Shaq, who is like, pfft, with Jordan's mentality and that Shaq, yo, cancel Christmas. But it's a it's a wrap. I mean, would that have honestly? So ninety seven ninety eight, actually, this wouldn't have worked. Jordan, yeah, would have was in L A. or Shaq was in L A. 97, 98. No, I said before the season. Well, he was in 96, 97 as well, actually. 96, 97. Yeah, so that wouldn't have worked. I like where your head's mm-hmm. at, though. Damn, he was only in Orlando for four seasons. I know, right? I had three of his jerseys when he was in Orlando. Man, well. Any other thoughts so overall on the final thought. episode? Yeah. Yeah, overall thought. I. I don't know. I would just going back to your previous point. It's it, like the only person, the only like major star from the Bulls that was continuing into the next season into that holdout year was was Tony. It was just Tony. Like everyone else who was either traded or or released or retired. Like 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 everyone left. All that talent left except for Tony. Like there, there's no way like they would have retained like anyone else they, they have any sort of shot afterwards like there was too much da- uh, bad blood already withstanding that uh, like anything like that would take place and phil just wanted to take a year off he wanted away from kraus oh yeah yeah god no definitely as for uh sorry as for just thoughts on the doc i thought it was great um i don't think it was the best documentary of all time I thought it was great. No, like I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I share your thoughts. Like I mentioned this before, but like I share your thoughts. It's like, yeah, that was a little, little, little like soft on some people here in this documentary. It was, it was very much like a ESPN documentary where, like, all right, we want to show sports in in its best lights, and also show a little bit of the the darker moments, but show it like like like, like oh, we want you to make you feel nostalgic and feel like, oh man, I think I like sports now. You, you, it has that effect on you, where it, it does feel like it, it, it is a little propagandist yeah. for the league in question and for the documentary series that ESPN produces. They're great documentaries. They're like, yeah, like I, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I might be down for like another set of these, these like mini, like mini series esque um, documentaries that they have because like I know they have thirty for thirty. 
that's like snippets and all that, like, like hour long movies. But stuff like this, and it's like, all right, I'm, I'm closer and closer to becoming a subscriber of ESPN Plus because of this. Well, well, the next one is going to be on Lance Armstrong, so get ready for that. <sighs> um, what else is there going to be? There's also the one that I'm really looking forward to is the Sosa McGuire one, if any. I'm curious about that. Oh, that. Oh, wait, is that happening? That's mm. yeah. I uh. think I have a book signed by Sosa. Maybe was it before or after he bleached his skin? <laughs> Definitely before. Um, Sari Sosa went. He went. Uh, uh, he changed races. Let's just say. <laughs> no, he went for you. Um, he looks almost like a Dave Chappelle's white face in Chappelle's show as the newscaster. Was kind of like that. Um, my final thoughts on the show. I. Felt like I learned. It was great for me as somebody who had only really known of Jordan, not really known Jordan, because um, I couldn't have done that. I was born in '92, but it illuminated me. I see why people call him the goat. Basically, I understand now. I want. I I, I understand in a tangible way, not just by looking at stats and and um, highlights. And to hear it was most illuminating was hearing um, Magic and Larry talk about him. Magic just. Praise just like I could he he couldn't believe what he was saying basically. Um, I don't know if it's because the doc didn't illuminate as much as I had hoped it would, but I want to know more about Jordan. Mm. I want to get a little bit more into that head because uh, I find him fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you had mentioned earlier about somebody mentioning about Dennis Rodman and say that like he's not that interesting. Like Dennis Rodman, it seems like the guy if you have a conversation with him, it's boring as shit. But if you, you just, just look at him and in his lifestyle, like, it's it's like I want to be around that. T- I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, it just sounds like this. And, uh, did you ever listen to a Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, okay. I have like I have like those thoughts, but like yeah, maybe, I spoke DMT. Maybe, but you take was, a sh- maybe, good. You, take, like, yeah. you go to Vegas with Rodman. You don't yeah, you have a conversation with him. With him. Oh, you go yeah. to his house and, and party. And it's like oh my god, I'm seeing things I never thought I would see. Yeah, I would love to just pick Michael Jordan's reign. Like honestly, you, you like just hang out was, with Jordan at his house. Yeah, that was the thing that I pulled away because, like, I would always be like, I don't think there's anything I would want to talk to Michael Jordan about. And watching this documentary, absolutely, actually, I do. I would love to just sit down and just talk to Michael Jordan. That sounds to me like just tremendous. You ask him, hey, um, why Terry Rozier that much money though? I would say, what was up with that Hitler mustache? <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. Why? You, why? What's your facial hair? Do you hair not have for? friends, fam? Do you not have friends? There's like a brief moment where he's trying to rock a goatee, and then he just cuts back to the mustache. I'm like, what are you doing? He, he uh, just seems like an interesting guy. It's just like, so what have you been watching? You know, like quarantine's going on. Like, you know, like you, know, you watch any shows lately? You know, you can't watch sports. I'm watching snuff films a lot lately. <laughs> just this motivation. Okay. That's a yeah. Uh, watch a lot of anime lately. Uh, and then. <laughs> What anime does Michael anime Jordan watch? Oh god, I he probably Slam Dunk. Beast Stars. He's like he's like I'm really into Slam Dunk. I like old school anime. Uh, Slam Dunk. I I, was, I look at that show. I see Kiryu, and he works at number fourteen. And you know, I'll drop fifty on him. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, this was Foster and Jones. It was really great to do this again. Maybe if we get basketball back, I would love to do this again with Mike. Uh, but we need to get basketball back. Uh, but 
Uh, Robert, since you are our guest, what would you like to promote, sir? Oh my god. Um, this is so weird. <laughs> um, I'm gonna plug, um, Level Select, it should be coming back next month, but before that, Rant.exe, which is my excuse to, to, um, make a love letter to the Dennis Miller, um, HBO show, and also make terrible jokes and rant about... Rant about, like, uh, I was saying, like, Steven Universe is the best Star Trek show of the past decade, um, despite three other Star Trek shows existing. You know, expect that. That's, uh, you know, coming to the PNB Presents feed in the next couple of weeks here. So, uh, check it out. All right, uh, and Mike, uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote, sir? <laughs> um, alcoholism. I'm, you know, I'm really attacking it like Mike would attack an opponent. Um, Absolutely. They, they told me I couldn't drink every day, so I took that personally. I get it. I get it. It's fair. <laughs> I saw that twice a day. That Jen told me, like, you can't chug me, and I was like, I'm going to guess I'm going to drop 50 on it, so. <laughs> um, what do you recommend? Uh, so, me, uh... I, I started a Fresh Prince podcast. I'm showing everybody. What? Look, yeah, I started a Fresh Prince podcast. Motherfucker. Uh, that happened? <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, me and Sonya Valentine. Uh, every week, we are going episode by episode uh, on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. show is called Live from the Pool House. It's really great. Uh, Mike, I definitely actually have to get you on because we're getting close to the Carlton basketball episode, which you don't <laughs> remember that Isaiah is in the episode playing mm. against Will. And I was I watched it, I was like, oh well, I gotta get Mike on this. This is this is something that has to happen. Uh so yeah, uh, that is a separate project I do other than the P and B stuff is live from the pool house. Um but other than that, if it's a podcast and it's either on Laser Time or P and B, I'm pretty sure you'll listen you're you'll hear my voice. Uh I've been on a lot lately. Um P and B Prime um we've done uh vga i'll be doing vga this week actually uh talking more jordan stuff because that's <laughs> currently where i'm at right now um uh but I, i've also done laser time and everything else like that um the only show i haven't done this on that network is 302010 but I'm, I'm i'm angling to get on i'm angling so just 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 like you know, tease that you might do a sports segment. How about that? I, I mean, look, we're getting to the 30-20-10 of literally the last, the 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 Jordan the Jordan Pippen, uh, game when Pippen like had the flu or had the migraines, yeah. and Jordan like instantly blamed him, said, "No, you don't." <laughs> he like, called him a coward. Um, my dude, what? <laughs> um. So we have that, and then 20 years ago, we have the uh, the, the 2000s finals, which is uh, my, which is I call the Foster series because it is my two favorite teams, the Spurs and the Knicks, playing against each other in the NBA finals. And then in the 2010 NBA finals, uh, Lakers Celtics. Oh, Lakers Celtics. So. Oh yeah, I I well I'm gonna go to double check that. Uh, I think I could, uh, yeah, it is Lakers-Celtics. Ah, it's the good one, because it's the Lakers winning. I look back at it now, it's like, who do I hate more? It's definitely, definitely, um, uh, uh, Paul Pierce in the Celtics. Damn, the Paul the Pants, the Pants shitter? 
Yes. Uh, also, Cleveland should have won the title that year. They were 61-21. What was going on? Uh, LeBron? LeBron was carrying a bad team. Um, was that the Anderson Varishal teams? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking at the team. Uh, no, it, no, these are the current Cavaliers. Ugh. Systems. Uh, yeah, that 2010 Cavaliers team. They were number one. Should have, should have been in there. Number one. We were number one. The Magic were number two. That's, the Hawks were number three? Joe Johnson. What? Joe Jesus. Joe Johnson. That's all Joe Johnson. And, uh, what was the, what was the power forward? Josh Smith. Yes, noted, wow. noted legendary sharpshooter Josh Smith. Yeah, uh, the Bucks weren't bad. They were forty six to thirty six. Yeah, and it gets worse. It gets it gets worse real bad. Um, King sucked, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's. How would sure. Jordan handle coronavirus if he was a player today? Um, he would have still played. He would have still. Yeah, played. he he you know he would. He'd be played. like, "What? I'm fine. I'm not gonna die." I took that. Uh, they told me I was gonna die if I caught caught Rona, so I took offense. <laughs> uh, what would he be so extreme to just like? I, just let me catch Rona. Just let me catch Rona and I'll get over it. Then, then I'll be immune. Probably, right? Probably, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Kings were the second worst team in the West that year. Yep, yep. I hate them. Congrats. Uh, what a, what a, what a I great year. I think that year. was a Marcus uh, Thornton, John Salmon's team. Oh God, I haven't thought about John Salmon so much with those weird gold um, alternate jerseys. Like it was that weird Kings. Like oval jerseys they had, they had like the weird alternate gold ones. I think they also had that fucking half black, half purple checkerboard ones. Did you know there was a wrestler who made his gear like that one year? Was he a Batman villain as well? No, but he 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 used to be on a tag team called the Kings of Wrestlers, King of Wrestling. He's also a big basketball fan, so a lot of his gear is based off like off of jerseys. So one of his gear was the half black, half purple. Uh, King's jersey. Wow, it looked awful. Yeah, oh. it was. Yeah, still not the worst team. The net, the Nets were the worst team that year. Shocker. Um, oh. but yeah, that's that's Foster and Jones. Like I said, who knows? We might, me and Mike might uh come back if basketball doesn't come back next month, and might you know watch an old watch an old NBA uh an old NBA playoff series. I've been, I'm, I'm kind of jonesing for it. I've been man. doing it. They're on YouTube. A lot of them are. Yeah. That's surprising. Like, like you don't see a lot of like professional sports on YouTube, like the full games like that. Both of my cats are staring at me in just, just anger. Okay. I gotta go. I think it's time for us to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for us to go. All right. So guys. So uh, thank. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Um, and that's the Jordan rolls. Bye. Thank you. I am the guy in the sky.
Um, if you guys can hear my cat, I'm sorry. He's hungry. He's always hungry. He's fat. <laughs> Is your cat Jerry Krause? Uh, no, he's way more likable. Well, <laughs> and cuddly. Yeah, come here. 